Hello, everybody. I'm John Gregory. And I'm Amanda Alvarez. And this is Bachelor Massacre. <laughs> Man, what a uh, depressing finale uh, I know. this was. It was <sighs> really a real gut punch. You texted me while you were watching it. And what did you say? My heart is racing. I know. I, at what it point, really was. At what point was that when, it you, was only, when you texted me that? It was only, I think... 20 minutes into it. I think it was after the girls met the mom. Okay, after the both brother. of after both of them yep. met the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh this was rough. And so, uh for this episode, just to let everybody know, we are going to be doing a separate finale and after the final rose. So, as we do uh this recap and commentary, let's pretend that we haven't seen after the final rose yet. So let's try not That's to gonna reference. Be so hard. Well, try. we'll see. We'll see. Okay. But let's. We'll try to stay on topic. I'm not doing a ton of recapping, but I am gonna. I'm still gonna drive the the golf cart like I usually do. Okay. You ready to kick this off? Yeah. All right. Matt slowly walks through a snowstorm as he contemplates his two choices: Michelle, who ticks every box on the awesome wife checklist, and Rachel, who makes him feel real feelings, most of them in his penis. <laughs> Fortunately for this mama's boy, his mama is here to make his decision for him. His mom is elegant, but her hair makes her look like she's a tall troll doll who got <laughs> caught in a wind tunnel. His older but shorter brother John is there as well, looking like the love child of ASAP Yams and Nipsey Hussle, complete with gold fronts and an ever-present glass of white wine. First off, in a giant turtleneck tribute to her man, is Michelle. So what'd you think about uh, this interaction? Um, I mean, I knew they were going to love her. I think I said this. I, I don't know if I said this on the show or just to you, but Michelle is any mom's dream. Oh, no, you said this the last episode. Yeah. And you're totally right. And she just, she continues to like wow me even more. She really, really won, uh, won me over as the season uh, went on. Yeah. She's awesome. She's amazing. She has so much charisma. She's so sweet. You know, she's just a total sweetheart. She's gorgeous. And by the way, I don't know what it is. So like sometimes you look at her and you're like, she's quirky, right? She's like a little bit different. But something about her and her face, like this episode, she just looked beautiful to me. Yeah, she looked really. She's gotten like hotter as like the season has gone on. Yeah. I don't really know. I think what it's it maybe because we know her more. Well, her personality is obviously awesome, and also too like, and this is not about like any kind of of body shaming, but when you first see her, you know, she's so tall and athletic that I mostly saw sort. I, I don't want to say like the negative side of that, but I got very focused on some of the perhaps less feminine features of that physique right but the more i got used to that somehow it's like they softened and she just yes. became like so much more attractive yeah. to me i mean she looks exactly the same but i mean i somehow i like i learned to appreciate her more which by the way is just it's a nice reminder to all of us to not be so to like actually take time to sort of get to know get to a know person someone. because yeah. my initial reaction to her was that she was kind of unattractive to me and I just think she's incredibly gorgeous at this point. Oh yeah. She's beautiful inside and out. Um, you know, you could really see that there was a pretty instant connection. 
I think her mom. Dude, the mom started crying like immediately. Immediately. She was so into her. She was like, this is it. This is the one. When I saw that, I was like, oh man, Michelle won. Right? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I mean, because it's just, I, I mean, and I said this last episode, like she's just too, she's obviously the one, you know, how could you not, if what you truly want is a, a, you know, wonderful future, like how could you not pick her? Yeah. I mean, and and it's funny too, because Matt even said it himself, like she's the wife, like she's the, she's wife material and there's no uncertainty about that. I don't know. I just thought, it, I thought it was uh, really sweet. I love his brother. Yeah, his brother's really awesome. I yeah. love how like, he's like serious, but like quiet and and calm. And I like that he has this sort of like, kind of hip hop outward appearance. Yeah. But, you know, he he was just really serious and he was really there for for Matt. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. Yeah. He's like a very good. He's older, right? Yeah. He's the older brother. Yeah. But he's, he's smaller. And because, he, you know, because he's he's, you know, seems like he's more streetwise than Matt. It makes him seem like he's like the wild little brother, but he's actually the older brother. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so he was so sweet. Also, can we talk about like mom's nose jeans? And how did you notice John and Matt? Oh, it's her nose that they have. Her nose. I mean, it's crazy. Like those are some nose jeans. Like it is, and it's a very specific, strong. Well, and the family resemblance is just strong. It's with, real with strong. Yeah. You, and you know what? I swear to God, that makes families closer. Yeah. When they look more like each other because they just feel that bond even more. Yeah. Bachelor massacre. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely a feeling stuffer. I, I made this note like multiple times throughout this episode, but he stuffs he stuffs his feelings, you know? I think when things, oh, yeah. we'll probably talk about this more and maybe during after the final rose, but he, um, God, he loves to just uh, deflect. Oh yeah. You know? I know someone like that. No, I knew you were going <laughs> to say something like that because I thought about myself. Like I definitely am the person that's like, can we talk about this another time? Like, or like, I don't want to talk about this right now, like for sure, but like, but no, you'll let it out. Eventually I'll get to You'll let it out. I don't stuff like Matt. Matt's yeah. a big time stuffer. All right. Well, next up we have the same situation with Rachel. You know, one of my observations about Rachel is that she's super eloquent at speaking about nothing. You know? <laughs> she like she you she is intelligent. She's very well spoken. She she says a lot of good stuff, but it's never really about anything specific like for example the mom's like you know what do you like about matt and she goes on this whole speech about you know well it's the little things mm -hmm. but then she just keeps referring to the little things she never can hone in on anything specific which is kind of how i view right. her whole entire relationship with matt that it is i think it's very like you know there's a lot of like we talked about things and we talked about stuffs and we have a lot in common but it's not ever specific yeah. It's always obtuse. It's never acute. Oh, so cute. <laughs> but okay, so they have what I have experienced before as a relationship that is built on lust and passion. And then you try to excuse or let re the relationship grow by telling each other how much you like each other. Yeah, you're filling in the blanks, basically. Right, but you don't know anything about each other. You really just are lusting and, and you know, you're extremely attracted to that person, but there's no real chemistry. There's no real connection there. So you, yeah, exactly what you said. Like you fill in the blanks with the, with the flowery 
conversation and the, oh my God, you make me feel so good and so comfortable and all that stuff. Well, I want to know what you think about this. This is a bit of an ironic twist, but Matt reflects on how he appreciates the little things about Rachel and how she carries herself and how they have talked about what they're looking for in a partner. And then Matt says that it's foreshadowing of how she's going to handle more important things as they come up. Ooh. <sighs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> they the, the producers must have knew they had a winner with that statement because... There's a lot to say about that, and um, we'll, we'll probably be getting to that in uh, after the final rose as well. She did have some shit come up, yeah. and he didn't like how she handled it at all. Yeah. Well, and I wish we would have seen what he's referring to that showed him that, because I didn't see it. Did you see well, that? No, but again, we know there's so much. Yeah. Uh, we, we've already accepted that we missed so much. Yeah. And uh, talking about God really seemed to land with uh, with Matt's mom when Rachel brought oh my up the God. the God stuff. Dude, she definitely scored some brownie points. I literally wrote, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel definitely scored brownie points by bringing up G O D. Yeah, I wrote I wrote it in all caps and then wrote a air, drew an arrow Dude, and then it just said boom. <laughs> look, you can see it. It's like all caps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta give it up for that. Yeah, yeah. And dude, okay. I mean, bless, bless the mom. Like, ble- what, what is that thing you say in the North Carolinians say? Bless her heart. Yeah, yeah bless, bless her, heart. her heart. Dude, she just cries. She can't, she could barely hold it together the whole time. Not just talking no, to the I women. Know. I know. She was on the verge of crying the whole no, time. No, she was crying. And I, I made a note about her and Rachel being two women that know how to cry with makeup on because they both had the strategic, like, take the tissue and just, like, yeah. dab, like, the little edge of the eye. Like, don't wipe. Yeah, yeah. Just dab the corner. Like, just soak up the juice, you know? It's the TV cry. Yeah. Because I can't do that. Like, I cannot. When I'm crying, I'm full-blown, ugly cry. My sh- <laughs> I can't hold my shit together. I'm screaming, you know? And, you know, they're just control- I, yeah, I call a that, controlled tear. I call that scream crying. Yeah. I've, I used to cry into my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> who, do you think, uh, who do you think she liked better if you had to pick? Um, Not an easy call. No, because there's two aspects. I think I think she saw the real love that Rachel had for Matt, and I think she really liked that. I think she liked that she brought up how important Faith was to her. Um, but I also think that on paper, she knew that Michelle was probably the better fit. You know, I wondered too, you know, both, both with Michelle and... Rachel, there were scenes where she, the the prospective woman, was gushing about Matt, and Matt actually looked uncomfortable. Like they were both with mm. both the women, because I, I was wondering, like, who did he look like he was happier with? But you know, Matt Matt's so good at lip service too. I feel like he almost gives it to like to anybody who's who's listening to him. You know, so yeah. I felt like when he was talking to his mom, he's like, "Well, let me tell you why each of these women are great." You know, it's like he didn't really have anything bad to say. Yeah, but I think because his mom is his mom and his brother is his brother, they were able to kind of see through that, and I think that's why they started to bring shit up. Well, okay, we're gonna get to that now as I continue our narration. <laughs> Matt talks with his family afterward, and this is where it all goes to shit. 
Matt's mom says a bunch of shit about how love can be fraught with peril, but where I think she really drives it home is when she says things like love fade and feelings come and go and that people fall in and out of love and love is not the end-all be-all. And this sentiment gets to Matt and really shakes him up. However, I do appreciate that they are yet again casting light on the fact that to expect a proposal after such a short time is ridiculous. We then head to the Mystic Falls compound of Nemecolon, where Matt lives. Chris comes over for a chat, and we are reminded of how isolating this process can be when you are going through the biggest decision of your life, and you don't get a chance to talk to your real friends about it. Matt essentially tries to weasel out of proposing, and Neil Lane stares at them through the window while jerking off into a pile of diamond rings. Next, we have a boring date with Michelle that starts with a total bachelor cliche involving rappelling down the side of a building, a.k.a. a leap of faith. In the evening portion, Michelle busts out the cutest gift ever of matching Mr. and Mrs. James basketball jerseys. You can tell I've been drinking (laughs) basketball jerseys. To which Matt says, thanks for sharing, and then dumps her. Matt then proceeds to bounce with the quickness before plopping down on the curb for a much-needed cigarette. Chris Harrison rolls up, remarking, That was brutal, like he was watching from behind a one-way mirror in Michelle's hotel room. Chris asks Matt what happened, and Matt says he wasn't in love with her, and then basically regurgitates everything his mom said to him as the phrase, Feelings fade, 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 disappears into the breeze. Well, Jesus. Okay, before we get too deep in this, I do have one shallow remark. Shallow it out. Okay, you know the jacket that he's wearing through this whole scene? His soft, buttery jacket. Which one is it? Is this the. It's like a coat, but it's like a thin coat. It's long. Um, like and a it has duster? like a kind of like a like a popped. I don't know if the collar was popped or if that's how it's supposed to be. So what you weren't? What's the? What's I up? want you to have that. You want me to have that? Yeah, it's so <laughs> dope, dude. It's so good. Well, you'll have to take a screenshot of it and share it on the yeah. uh, Bachelor Massacre. Speaking of which, uh, insert some applause. Uh, Mandy has made uh, a couple posts on the uh, Bachelor <laughs> Massacre uh, page. She shared a couple stories uh, recently. She even inserted a well um well-timed mean girls uh quote on one of them so every, everybody give it up for, for mandy i don't suck um well you suck less you suck i suck less, less. i suck less um, <laughs> but definitely uh add a picture of that jacket on there so our fans can know uh know what you're talking about oh, okay so um yeah mom says love is not the end all be all i think some shit got edited out there. I think there was more conversation about, hey, love is not the end all be all. You need to make sure that your relationship has staying power. But th- this is what I don't like about the way they were doing this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll agree with me on this. You know, to me, it's more about beauty fades and sex fades. Right. But love lasts. So find somebody that you love, that you're also attracted to. But when you're old and you don't want to fuck anymore and you're ugly and you're tired, you still have love. Right. Because once the the sexy stuff fades, you got to have love. And what Matt's mom keeps saying is that love fades. And it just was really bothering me because like, for example, like a relationship with Rachel, I'm like, 
the issue here is not the love. It's that like, is there love beyond the lust that you have? Right. You know, I just didn't like how she was so all about love fading. And to me, like the real question is like, if you love somebody, the question is, are you still going to love them when, you know, yeah. when the, the sexy stuff is no longer an issue. But like, I felt like by her, cause I feel like you can, you can definitely love somebody and not be attracted to them. You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's not no, about no, being attracted. I, like, you know what I'm saying? I get, I get it. I get it. It's like the, lo yeah, the love conquers, conquers all. And I, I definitely understand that. And I agree. I agree with that 100%. Um, I'm just wondering if it was edited out that maybe she's referring to the sort of compan. So like love is love, but it's also like companionship and, um, you're saying she included partnership. more explanation to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That it's not just love or lust or passion that it's yeah. Companionship, partnership, um, trust, like those all things. You also have to understand that she's been hurt. She's been burned. No, and I, yeah, I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to take that away, but um, from her. But it's just the way the way that she was putting it. Just, I feel like sometimes it's like when it, when I think of a long term relationship to me, and I guess it's unfair because I'm just projecting what I think she should have said to yeah. him. But I think that it's it's more like, can you love somebody beyond the lust? Right. Because I'm not, to me, like, I'm less worried about the love fading and I'm more worried about, well, I, is it, is it more than just attraction? Right. And to me, I think personally for me, like, that's like the big thing you want to look for. Right. But she just seems so down on the concept of love in general. Yeah. That it seemed like she was really planting in his head, like, yo, love is fucking fickle and, and it's going to just crumble. So like, right. what's the point? You know? I, know? I know. She fucked him up. Whether, I mean, Matt... You know, we can debate whether or not Matt was ready for a relationship in general, but like she fucked him up with that shit. She did. Like, he was not the same after that conversation. No, no. And it's funny. Well, not to fast forward, but it's definitely like she flipped a switch. That's right. When do we talk about flitch, switch? <laughs> I haven't even drank switch, that much. Switch on a flip. Just switch, <laughs> flipping. No, hey. Michelle says it. Michelle, That's when in, he breaks. In AFTR? Oh, no, later, later. Later, later. Yeah. Um, I keep saying AFTR, by the way, because that sounds better, but it's ATR. It's ATFR. After the. It's ATFR. ATFR. But AFTR sounds more like ASMR. So that's why I keep, yeah. I keep dropping it like that. <laughs> Did you notice um, her earrings? I hated Michelle's earrings. They look like scene. birth control pills. They were terrible. To me, I called them uh, like Mayan sundials. I mean, they were just yeah. huge. They just looked big. Like They looked like they were pottery. I definitely made a note of it. And yeah, they definitely look like birth control pills. <laughs> That's way funnier it's than like I It's like the thought. little disc. Yeah, they but were bad and they were huge. I agree with you though. The jerseys was adorable. It was so cute. And She's the way so she presented it was so cute. It wasn't creepy, needy, overbearing girlfriend. No, it was stuff. good. It and was cute. I mean, at least I give it up for Matt that like he don't fucking, when it's time to fucking do it, he don't fucking play around because he yeah. didn't even fake it. He was like, I can't fake it. He looked so fucking, he looked so unhappy he in that moment. He looked so awkward. Um, so we knew it was coming. So at least he didn't bullshit. But you know what was crazy was that I, I, I made a lot of notes and I had a hard time like trying to, to like read them because I was kind of just scribbling them around. But like, you know, you I, I wrote that I was confused in the breakup with Michelle because like I had a hard time like 
it seemed to me what Matt was really trying to rationalize at first was, um, you know, this proposal thing. The proposal is right. too soon. He's like, I'm definitely not ready to propose to anybody. Right. But then all of a sudden he was like, I can't get there with you. And I was like, damn. Like, I thought this was about like, yo, I, you're talking about us being Mr. and Mrs. Right. And I want you to know that I'm not ready for a proposal. But then he just cut the fucking cord. And I think I was actually surprised by that because I wasn't expecting that. I thought he was just trying to, he was just going to communicate like, I'm not ready to to get married at the end of this. But yeah. I didn't realize he was about to be like, I can't get there with you. Yeah. And I, you know, there's all different kinds of ways you can look at it in terms of, okay, is it better that he did it then instead of doing it at the weird altar Thing that they have. Well, I know you, and you would rather be told imme you, immediately. You, yeah, you don't want no bullshit. Yeah. And I think most of us deep down wouldn't want to be strung along. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, he handled it timing wise, I suppose he did it. Well, and he can't hide his emotions, you but know? I know he can, but were you expecting that? That he was about to be like, I can't get there with you? I thought he was 100%. just about to say, 100%. Okay. Because I knew he was way further along with Rachel at that point. And I think in my, I, I can see why he did that, right? He was already freaking out about whether or not he was going to propose. And, and you think that was just all about whether he's going to propose to Rachel or to not? To Rachel, yeah. yeah. I think at the end of the day, he's like, look, I'm not going to string this girl along anymore. You know, she's amazing and she deserves better. So just let her go. I like when Chris Harrison sat down on the curb. He was like, no, nah, man. He's like, nah, I got you, man. I'll sit down on the curb with you. And then he was like, Ugh. he's an old man. And then Matt was like, all right, man, I got to go. And then Matt just got up and bounced and they just left. Chris was still sitting on the curb. Yeah, I was like, you know, when the camera cut away, a producer so came over and helped us out. I need a hand. I Help know. me. I know. Help me. All right. We ready for the, the yeah. final, the final paragraph of season 25? Dios mio. Damn. Yo, this is the 11th episode. High five to us, man. We really we really did it. Consistency. Yeah, I wanted to pat us on the back for our, our 10th episode anniversary last time, but I forgot to. But um, we really stuck it out for the whole season, y'all. If you've been riding with us, I want to give a shout out to my boy, Scotty Boombox, and a shout out to my girl, Wendy, the only people I know who've been, uh, <laughs> for a fact, riding with us the whole time. You got any shout outs? Uh, yeah, my friend Gene uh, said he's been listening. So thank you, Gene, for listening. Thank you, Camilla. And uh, yeah, if you if you listen, tell me, and uh, you know we'll give you we'll give you a little shout out. Yeah, tell tell me too. Uh, we definitely should start doing shout outs. And I was looking at our analytics today. I didn't know that I could break it down for state by state. In uh, I was the asking if we could. Yeah. Yeah, and surprisingly, we are most listened to in California and not North Carolina or really? Florida, which I find very surprising. Huh? Cali is our number one spot. Who do we know in Cali? I, don't I mean, know. you you know more people in Cali than I do. I probably. do, but the people I know in Cali probably aren't listening. What about New York? We got a New York on there. I mean, I don't know. I just was shocked. I mean, it goes California then North Carolina, but I was shocked that California outdid North Carolina. Mm, interesting. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, Rachel gets ready for her date, and she has got ass though, and her black leather pants really accentuated. <laughs> I was hard. There was a knock at the door. And it's Chris, informing her that Matt is in his feelings and doesn't want to see her for the date. He also conveniently fails to mention that he sent Michelle home. Meanwhile, fucking Neil Lane barges into Matt's room, acting like he is a real character on this show. And for fuck's sake, maybe he is at this point. I don't fucking know. 
Matt stares at multiple diamond rings and sees his dad's face staring back at him. The sweat beads on his father's head perfectly mimicked by the twinkle of the diamonds. (laughs) Matt chooses a ring and tells Rachel to meet him at the lake, which implies bring a bathing suit because we're hopping in a canoe. But apparently it means put on your best suit as Matt rolls up rock in six shades of maroon in a sport coat with glistening buttons. Rachel is clearly freezing in the shredded terry cloth sack she has donned as a dress. Rachel thinks she's about to get dumped because Matt confesses he won't be proposing, but then he tells her he loves her and he wants to leave as a couple with marriage still on the table. Rachel accepts his rose and the two make cute for the camera as a groundbreaking but icky season of The Bachelor comes to a welcomed close. Yeah. The ending was a little bit beautiful, though. I actually was like believing in love for like a minute at the end because it was so, you know, Rachel really got him with that speech. I don't know if if that like changed his mind, but when she gave her sort of like, yeah, if this is over, so be it monologue. She really got under his skin. Yeah. uh, With that, I feel. Yeah. And I think that, you know, every I think every man, every woman wants or a, a ride or die. You know, like you want someone that's going to stick by your side. And I think that's kind of what she said, uh, what she said in that in that speech. She said, I'm here like I'm here for you. And I got to say, like, I've said this for for episode after episode, uh, episode. (laughs) (laughs) That one glass of wine. I know Um, she's really, truly, madly, deeply in love with him. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I really, I do think so. Yeah, and I think he can see that. I think he's really in love with her too. But dude, her dress was amazing. It was not shredded Terry Claw. No, I know, but it was uh, it was sexy, but she was definitely- Oh, she was shivering. She was cold. She was shivering. And it was very revealing, you know? I yeah. I mean, it was just, uh, it's too bad it was cold, you know? Well, she let out a sigh at the beginning and you could see it. <laughs> yeah, no, she was shivering. And it's funny because no matter how- how can I say this? No matter how like the location or the budget of The Bachelor is, for some reason, because I, I know I've made fun of this before, and I know I made fun of this before I even met you watching The Bachelor, because it's always so corny. The sort of like the little setup for the like proposal yeah, area is altar. always so cornball. You yeah. know, they always just like grab a bunch of shit and build this little thing. Like covered in flowers and, and there's like foil- foliage. Yeah. There's there it's like uh it's like uh it's like out of like a Pier One catalog or something. Yeah. You know, there's like pillows or there's yeah, there's weird I wanna call them doilies, but that's not the, like wreaths. Yeah. There's like uh yeah, like foliage that's been braided into yeah. things and I don't know. It's it always looks so corny. And there was that like mulchy like trail like leading yeah. up to the thing. Then like you can't walk in high heels in this shit. I'm surprised like fucking Rachel didn't sink into that shit like fucking Artax in the never ending story. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt just had to watch her drown in the quick mulch. Oh my god! You know what it kind of reminds me of is like the theater sets that they set up in like high school. Like we're so proud of this, you know. (laughs) Definitely some tech theater kids from like a high school in Pennsylvania fucking built that shit. Yeah, so ridiculous. Oh man! But they seemed really happy in the end. I feel like you called Rachel. You really did. Let's have some closing thoughts. You really did call Rachel a lot. 
And, you know, I actually saw a spoiler. I, I mentioned this to you beforehand in some texts that we exchanged, but I actually saw a spoiler talking about how something involving uh, Michelle and something that she might be doing in the future, since I haven't watched after the final rose yet. Um, <laughs> and I basically knew he was going to pick Rachel. And, you know, it's just, I just wonder what it would have been like watching this season without the controversy. Because yeah. it's it's impossible to look at Rachel the same. It's impossible to look at Matt the same, knowing what he's about to find out about the woman that he loves. And it just it just put kind of like a spin on the whole thing to where I can never truly because I liked Rachel. I liked Rachel I a could, lot. And she's fucking hot as shit. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, she's well spoken. I don't know how she can talk about, uh, you know, real stuff. But when she talks about regular stuff, she's she's great. I mean, I think she's probably a pretty cool person. But... I remember thinking and I, I, I was and I was thinking back to the first few episodes that we watched. I think I said like she was one of my favorites. And I remember saying she was really cool. You liked her right off the jump. I she thought had she a good was, vibe. I thought she was cool. I was like, oh, she seems super cool. Like I'd be friends eyes. with her. The squinty eyes yeah. were, were a vibe, you know? Yeah. Now, to me, they're more sparkly. She's just got those very, like, pert, like when she smiles, her, like, whole face smiles. Yeah. And I don't mean to, like, eat her ass, but, like, it, she just has one of those faces. I'd like to eat her ass. I know you would. <laughs> 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 Damn, yeah, we're not. I feel like we should just end right there. Oh, um, I don't know what else there is to say, but uh, we're about to pick things back up because things are not over. We have a very uh, sort of interesting uh, after the final rose, definitely an emotional one. I think most of what else there is left to say is probably best saved for after the final rose. Yeah, so, I think um, so. Just wanted to say thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Bachelor Massacre. We don't have a Twitter yet, but, you know, fuck Twitter. But we're, we're starting to pick up things a little bit. I didn't even know that Mandy had made some posts, so that's exciting. We we I, I won't tell you how many followers we have, but we're definitely up over 100% uh, <laughs> after we pleaded with you in the previous episode to uh, follow us. But what we really need, we really need those likes and those reviews uh, in uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can do that kind of shit on Spotify. Spotify, yeah, five-star reviews, whatever, follow, like any kind of- Anything that you can do, any, do it. <laughs> any interaction you can give us, give us that interaction. It helps us come up a little bit higher on searches. So if someone types in Bachelor on Spotify for a podcast, it would put us up a little bit higher. And I don't know what we may or may not do in the interim between seasons. By the way, BIP is th there's talk about it, but is it confirmed? I don't know I if it's 100% confirmed, confirmed. And I think it's going to happen in June is when they're going to start shooting it. But they're also starting the next Bachelorette this summer, supposedly. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It things could, are it, things are crazy hectic. I don't know that we're even going to get a lot of downtime in between, but yeah. uh, if there's anything that you would want us to talk about that's Bachelor related or anything that you would like to to hear us cover, or, um, let us know. I know that everyone knows, well, by everyone, I mean nobody, but everybody knows <laughs> that uh, Mandy wants to do uh, an advice column, yes! which I want to do too. Mind. I'm actually looking forward to at least taking at least one week off from this shit because it's oh, a lot of yeah. work. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, we'll probably take a couple weeks off from it because we definitely okay, we, nice, we, nice, we nice. deserve it. But I've always, always wanted to do an advice column. And, you know, it could be anything, relationship advice, life advice, 
John's really old and and Mandy's really Cuban, so <laughs> you know that uh, between the two of us, no punches will be pulled and great advice will be given. Yeah, we'll do our best, but it could be fun. It could be funny, and you know who knows? Maybe we might help you fix your fix yourself. <laughs> oh yes, because all of you are broken. Everyone, so, we're all a little broken. We are, especially if we're if we love watching The Bachelor. Because honestly, I mean, this season was just a bunch of broke ass motherfuckers. Oh my God, yeah. Jesus. All right, and you know well, we got a lot to look forward to, and we'll be talking about that in the next episode. So uh, we'll see you soon for after the final rose. Wavy out, Mandy out, and this is Bachelor, Bachelor Massacre. Massacre. <laughs> <laughs>